listening to Closer Look. To save the lives of animals in danger while enriching the lives of people. That's the mission statement of Pittsburgh Animal Aviation Rescue Team, where they believe no dog should be left behind. I'm Bob Dittman, and joining us is Jonathan Plessett, the CEO and co-founder. Welcome, Jonathan. Hey, Bob. Oh, you and your team have figured out a unique way in order to help animals find forever homes. Bring animals from burden shelters to shelters that have room and the resources to spare their lives. Where did that idea begin? You know, it's a funny story. Uh, my, my partner, Brad, and I started flying. And along came a phone call of a dog that needed a flight from Pittsburgh to Philadelphia. You know, our first reaction was, why would you fly an animal in your airplane? And when we learned this animal was going to be euthanized if they didn't get a ride to Philadelphia, we knew right away uh, this is something that we could, you know, be passionate about and combine our love of flying and our love of animals. And from there, it was born. I heard there was a little excitement on board that first flight. Yeah, um, you know, we, we almost lost Brad on that flight, um, <laughs> which uh, would have been unfortunate. The dog, and, and at the time, we had no idea, you know, how do you properly transport an animal? And, and the dog was in the back seat, and his dog's name was Monty, and Monty got excited and jumped into Brad's lap, and the plane started to nosedive. And luckily, our chief pilot was on board and then took control of the airplane, and we landed safely. Yeah, it's a learning lesson. Yeah. Well, you're not only transporting animals by air, but also on the road with what you call land pilots and land planes. How did that get started? So, you know, we live in Pittsburgh, and most of our the area we cover is all over the East Coast. And as you can imagine, in the winter, the weather starts to get bad, and we were starting to scrub too many flights because we just couldn't get through the storms. And we said, hey, you know, why don't we explore looking at this thing called the land? And as pilots, we were well, land, the road, we're not going to drive. And no, 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 we're going we're gonna to get this really big van and we're going to decorate it like an airplane and we're going to load animals in there. We're going to drive up and down the East Coast. And that's sort of how it was born. And now, you know, we're able to offer something very unique because not only could we fly and we treat the air as our, the backbone of the organization, but if we need to get very precise and deliver into an area that maybe doesn't have an airport, we can back up the air with the land. You got a little extra help from a celebrity chef, didn't you? We did. We actually uh, got on the radar of Rachel Ray, who you know is an unbelievable human being, and you know over the years she's always supported us, and you know we are incredibly lucky. How many animals did you transport at the beginning, and and where are you now? In the dark times, in the early days, when we were flying uh, our little tiny 1974 Piper Warrior. You know, we would be high-fiving when we had four animals on board. And, you know, we would get those four dogs on board and we would fly our mission. And we were so excited we were able to do that. And now today, we're able to transport 30 animals at a time in the air and, and, and cover a, you know, a much larger footprint. So from the beginning, where we maybe had done, you know, 50 animals in that, that first year, now we do a couple thousand a year. And though the effort began in Pittsburgh, your organization, as you mentioned, is all over the East Coast, parts of the Midwest and South, as well as far as Texas. Are there plans for expanding? Yeah, the next phase for us is is really in the air. And, you know, that would involve a much larger and much faster airplane to cover, you know, a larger geographic footprint. 
and have others across the country emulated what you're doing? That's our favorite thing is, you know, we started this back in 2009 and there was really nobody. The few people that we were asking, we never got good information from. So we vowed from day one that, look, we're going to be an open book. If somebody has a question and wants to start this in another, another city, another state, call us. We, you know, we have the answers. We've been through every version of this legally, professionally. We've grown the nonprofit. So, you know, over the years, we've seen other people pop up, and, you know, with, with pieces that are you know, similar to us. And we love that because ultimately, if we can inspire other people to do this, we're going to eliminate the problem of overcrowding in these shelters. I'm Bob Dittman, and this is Closer Look. We're talking about saving animals from overburdened shelters with Jonathan Plessett of PART, or the Pittsburgh Animal Aviation Rescue Team. Jonathan, tell us about how a mission to rescue animals begins. Yeah, so a shelter will reach out to us, and they'll say, hey, we have you know a list. And when you hear the word a list, you know it's bad. It means that there are animals that... They have run out of time. Maybe there isn't enough of a population density in that area to adopt them, or the shelter just has overcapacity, and they'll call us and say, can you come and help? What we do from that point is generate what's called a run sheet, which is you know a document that shows all the details of the mission, where we'll be going, how many animals, the weights, et cetera. And you know, a lot of times a shelter will reach because they know we re have relationships with so many other shelters. They'll reach out to us and say, we have these animals. Can you help us find a place? You know, we'll go through our network and we'll find, you know, a shelter that has the capacity, you know, or has a, a population density where these animals will move quickly. And from there, we, you know, we make the determination if it's an air or land mission and we execute it. So how many shelters do you affiliate with? At least at this point, maybe over 200 shelters. So we, we have a pretty nice list at any given time, if you call us and need a, you know help finding a place to go, we can find you a place. I suppose that number's growing too. Yes. Okay. How do you determine whether you can help? You mentioned that run sheet. Is that what you do to try to figure out whether or not you can actually pull it off? Our policy is, you know, obviously, no dog left behind, no cat left behind, and you know we will take every effort to help. You know, there are situations where financially we can't do it. But usually that involves, you know, uh, going for one or two animals over thousands of miles. It just doesn't work financially. But if you call us and there's a way to make it work, we're going to do the mission. We don't really have a criteria of yes and no. We're pretty much always yes. Things look okay, then what happens? So once we, you know, can determine this is a mission we can execute, you know, we put the feelers out to our teams. So if it's on the land side, an email's generated, we have anywhere between you know, at any given time, 20 to 50 people who are active on the land side. And we say, hey, there's a mission. Here's the criteria. The first one to respond gets it. And usually there's a mad scramble amongst our volunteers to get these missions. Same with the air side. You know, we have a smaller group of pilots but, you know, you give a pilot an excuse to fly and they're jumping for that opportunity. So once that occurs and we've selected the people to go on the mission, do we pick that date? We go through the preparation of, you know, on the van, you know, go through a deep cleaning, outfit the van with crates, make sure everything's strapped down, make sure the supplies are in place. And then, you know, we go and in the air. It's a similar situation. We got to make sure, obviously, in the air, the weight and balance is correct. You know, we figure out a plan for how we're going to load the animals in the airplane. And if we can fly it within the limits of the aircraft, 
you know, then we're cleared to go. And flying, you're attempting to finish a trip in one day, aren't you? Yeah, we're trying to go in one day, you know, and that's easier on the animals. I think a lot of people don't understand that when you're transporting animals, there's really only a six to eight hour window that you can do this in. I mean, when you start doing missions that are 12, 14 hours, it's too much stress on the animals. First and foremost, we're trying to protect these animals, so we don't want to put them in a situation where they're in a crate, in a plane, or in a van for, for too long of a period of time. Overcrowded shelters are one thing, but some shelters don't have the money or resources to keep their shelter animals alive, even though they might have room. Jonathan, you've also been able to help out in this arena, too. The reality, and we've seen it firsthand on the ground, all of these shelters are run by passionate people who want to save animals. And they're faced with a daunting problem. They're underfunded, and they don't live somewhere a lot of times where there's enough people to adopt these animals. We're trying to champion those shelters. And if we can help them and support them, whether it be getting their animals out of the shelter for them for, you know, at no cost, bringing them food, bringing them supplies, we want to help them. And if we can help these shelters, maybe we get to a point where somebody like Part really isn't needed anymore. So that's the ultimate goal. According to the ASPCA, over six and a half million animals enter shelters every year. Only 3.2 million animals are adopted. And that leaves a lot of animals across the country without getting a forever home. For you, though, do you ever get to see the animals land with a loving family? And what's that like? That is the magic. You know, people ask me all the time. I can't believe you're getting up at 5 a.m. to go fly these animals. And, and, and the reason we're doing it is exactly that. This is about people. You know, this is not an animal rescue. This is a really at its heart about helping people. When we get to see an animal that we picked up and we land somewhere and, there, and, and there's somebody on the ground ready to adopt this animal who's been waiting, you know, patiently for us to get there. And that moment that the animal connects with that new family, it's such a beautiful thing it keeps you just wanting to continue doing it. It's like the perfect golf shot. You just want to keep doing it because it feels so good to watch a family get this new animal that we all know as animal lovers, this is going to be a 10, hopefully 15 year relationship that's going to change these people's lives. And to be able to play a, a tiny part of that, there's nothing better. Let's talk success stories. I bet you have a few. The story that always sticks out in my mind that really encapsulates you know, our entire ethos is we had a mission come up. We had, it was one dog. And ordinarily, to do one dog is just too expensive. But it happened to be the last time we were going to fly our original airplane. It was our original Piper Warrior that we had sold. So there was room for one more day. And on that last day, we, Brad and I flipped a coin. Who, who gets to go? I happened to win the coin flip. And I'm sitting there. We're in the plane. And the weather was just horrible. I mean, it was low ceilings. It was going to be a rough trip. But I'm like, ah, you know, should I go? You know, all right, I'm just going to risk it. I'm going to go. It's the last flight. Let's just do this. And we go and we go down in deep into West Virginia. And we pick up this white German Shepherd puppy. Load them in the plane. We don't know anything about this animal. You know, we're, we're just happy to fly the last time we're going to fly. We're personally, you know, like, ah, this is it. Let's do it. We fly up to New York 
and land. And there's a couple that approach us at the plane. These are the people that are going to take the dog. And, and, and they said, hey, you know, thank you so much for doing this. This is amazing. And do you know the story? I don't know the story. I'm like, well, this animal is going to be trained now to help autistic kids. We run a camp for autistic children. And, you know, we find that these animals help, you know, open up these children. And, you know, that's when the light bulb in my mind clicked. It was like, wait a second. This was an animal that we might not have even done. We might not have gone. It could have been euthanized. What would have happened if we didn't go? What if? What if we didn't complete this mission? That means all these kids for, you know, 10, hopefully 15 summers at this camp don't have the benefit of that animal. You know, and that's where it really came full circle for us as we realized, man, we are living in a what if game. If we don't go, what is the impact that this animal could have had on all these people? So, you know, that mission really is my favorite and, and definitely makes us feel just wonderful about taking the risks we take as pilots because the end result could be hundreds of children benefiting. Well, thanks, Jonathan, for speaking with us. It's been a pleasure. Thank you, Bob. I really appreciate it. Jonathan Plassett of the Pittsburgh Animal Aviation Rescue Team has been our guest. For a closer look, I'm Bob Dittman.